Feminism Podcast, where we're creating a community of women who advocate and empower. I'm Michelle, and I'm so glad you're joining me. I'm so excited to have Dr. Lori Berry as this week's guest to discuss support and connection via social media. As women, we find ways to stay in community and support one another. Various social media platforms can be helpful for women in higher ed or higher ed adjacent industries. Lori used her dissertation to explore the founding of a hashtag for women in higher education. Seven women attended a conference on leadership and used Twitter as a platform for them to connect, and they invited women in higher education to join us. To learn more, stick around. Well, Lori, thank you so much for being a guest on this episode of my podcast. I'm really excited to talk about um, some of the really just positive things around social media. So let's jump straight into the questions. And why don't you start off by sharing with my listeners how you got interested in the topic of support and connection through social media? Sure. Um, I've always been a little bit of a computer geek and I, I've liked to adopt things. So my foray into um, social media came via Facebook because I'm old enough to imagine a world and having been in a world where Facebook wasn't a thing. <laughs> and I had a former colleague and I um, followed what was going on with Facebook. And as soon as Facebook opened up that you could not just be a student, we did mm -hmm. training for um, using Facebook and how we could do that with social media um, on our own campus. And then I had another colleague, Stacy Oliver Sikorsky, who talked to me about Twitter. And she was talking about how student affairs professionals were connecting across the country, doing an essay chat, hashtag essay chat, where um, you could come in at a certain time of the day, it was usually over lunch, and they would moderate a channel and you could connect with people across the country mm -hmm. and talk about what's going on in student affairs. And I was like, I don't know. Twitter at that time only had 140 characters. I'm an English major. I like to talk a lot. <laughs> How am I going to be able to say something that's worthwhile in 140 characters? And yeah. she was like, oh, just come and you can lurk. And so it was one of those things that we know in Twitter, you can go in and you don't have to participate. Right. You can just watch. And so she's like, come and, and you know, lurk. And I, it, that sounded kind of creepy. And I was like, but I'll, I'll give it a try. And I didn't even last five minutes lurking. I mean, she asked the first question, introduce yourself and, and, I, and I'm typing and, and um, away we went. And I've, I, I met a lot of people through just that, that um, hashtag. And I, I became interested in the support because I also started my doctoral program about that same time in August mm -hmm. of 2010. And I was really interested in how are women supporting other women? And I thought I would do something really on mentorship. Mm -hmm. and how how to find a mentor because that was one of my things too is I need to find a mentor I want to I want to progress and I need to find a, a mentor and I thought it's going to be a real life person that I'm going to find well what I found was that even through SA chat I was connecting with colleagues and I was finding women that were doing things across the country and even Stacy and then Julie Payne Kirchmeyer and I we were all working in housing at the same time and we said why don't we start a women in housing hashtag so we did mm -hmm. and and so that was a way to connect with people and and at that period in time not only was I um, starting my doctoral program but I was also working in operations in housing and mm -hmm. operations in housing and women in the 2010s there were not a lot of us and right. so having a hashtag 
for women in housing was a way to um, connect with other women that might have been doing some of those things or just to get out in the atmosphere that, you know, it, it being a woman in housing today meant that I was talking about locks and nobody really cared what I had to say about locks because I was the only woman in the room. And then yeah. you would, other people would pick up on it and say, oh, I know what that's like. And so you started to get that support. And that's where I, I took kind of my love of mentorship. And then I saw this powerful thing that was happening in the Twitterverse and connecting through these hashtags and then ran across a uh, hashtag that was developed by seven women who went to a leadership conference and decided to use Twitter as a way for them to connect themselves. Mm -hmm. um, they lived all across the country and they were like, let's start using this for some good. So they came up with a hashtag. They called it WL Salt, which standed for, stood for women's leadership, lift, affirm, transform, that type of thing. And so, mm. um, I was like, so we'll start, we'll start using this. And, and I saw them start using it and they were very intentional and reached out to 50 people that they felt like that could help elevate this hashtag. Mm -hmm. I was one of the 50 that they, they reached out to because I had been using it, been using that. And so I, I was like, this is a great type thing. And I, I'm very interested in it. And then there was a conference. So it's a convolution of a bunch of things going on. I'm using, um, Twitter and I'm using hashtags. They this hashtag's out there and about. And then five of the seven women were able to come to a conference and they talked about using this hashtag. There it was a standing room only um, uh, session, and there were maybe three of us in the session that were evang evangelists and were using the hashtag actively. And I saw 32 women after this session go out and say, "I'm going to start using this hashtag." And mm -hmm. I remember looking to Terry Bump, who happened to be at the at the session and was one of the presenters. And I was like, I think I just witnessed a movement. Mm -hmm. And I was I went back and then it's at the same time we're talking about what are we going to be studying for our our dissertation? And I'm like, I think I just might have found my dissertation topic. Mm -hmm. And so I, I worked with my um, worth worked with my per. Uh, my dissertation chair and we came up with it but one of the reasons that it, that it's that it that it really caught my attention is because women now are are earning about a half a million more advanced degrees a year than men mm. and we know that we're not showing up in leadership positions at that high of a level right mm -hmm. as we start looking across yes we have some vps we have some deans we have some presidents i even worked mm -hmm. for a, a woman president but we're over 50% of the population and we're not over 50% of the people in those leadership spaces. Right. And so that's what got me interested in this topic. And, and, and while I'm, I'm, I'm interested in, in women and mentorship and, and lifting other women up. I love that. Gosh, there's so much good stuff in there and talking about lifting women up and, um, and not having to be the in-person person right like having right. to be at a conference or having to work with them on the same um in the same space to have a mentor is um, a pretty powerful thing in especially today's virtual more virtual uh world that we live in so yeah i i really think that this is is going to be um something that that we're going to see more and more covid has mm. kind of forced us to be able to do sure. that um and conferences were great, but then if you're not a super extrovert, it's sometimes hard. Um, mm -hmm. If you don't have 
the support from your institution um, because it's it's expensive to go to conferences right. um, and and the asynchronous nature of being able to tweet something out and somebody else pick up on it and have this conversation over time um, mm -hmm. I, I, I think is is fascinating whether we're using the Twitter platform or you're using Facebook or any of the other things that are out yeah. there. For sure, for sure. Well, you started to kind of go into this, Lori, but why do you think that social media is important, especially to women? I think women, uh, we're, we're socialized to be more connected. We also know that because we, we aren't showing up in those spaces and we're... We are set up, our, our American standard is more of the, the the male being the person that's that's running things. And females bring very different things to the workplace. And while we're changing the way that that's looking as we're getting older, there's still that, that patriarchy still there, that structure. Sure. And so I think for women, it's good to be able to connect with other women even on other campuses. And I have some good friends that are here on my campus and I can I can talk to them about other things and lots of things and probably maybe 89, 90% of the things that I want to, but it's really nice to have somebody that's off campus that doesn't that's not in the middle of those politics to be able to bounce ideas off of. And so I think yeah. for women, it's it's good to have connections that are on your campus and then off of your campus as well. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I, I think about some of the folks that I have at other um, other, other institutions, even the conferences that I have attended recently, um, being able to talk about like doing it this way. Oh, have you considered this? Oh, didn't even think about it, right? Didn't know that right. was a possibility, right? Like just because you get into a space and so it is, it is incredibly helpful. Or sometimes you need to ask some really hard questions and having that safe space out, uh, elsewhere is really um, powerful as well. And to be able to get resources. Um, yeah. One of the things that I noticed when I was um, doing my dissertation research and that type of thing, and, and when we go through the classes, you have to have all sorts of articles and things like that. And 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 I'll do my own research, but sometimes people have find, will find those gems and you can just put out there, I'm looking for something yeah. on this subject. Do you have anything on it? And people will send you um, articles that they found or part of their... Um, uh, bibliography that they're working on and it's it, or even when we're looking at um, something even uh, where we want to have some type of resources or we're looking for policies you could put something out there and they'll send you some policies if I need a policy on on a pet policy and we don't know what it's going to look like on our campus you could put out there anybody have anything on pet policies and you may have yeah. 10-15 pet policies in your inbox very yeah. quickly and so it's it's leveraging those resources I think in a in a, in a different way for sure for sure so you've um, already talked a little bit about the research that you've done on this topic. For you, what was a big aha moment as you were doing your research? Well, I think there were a couple of them. And one of the first ones came when I had um, one of my professors, it happened to be a male professor who read through um, the first part of my dissertation. And, and that's when I was positioning and talking about how women don't show up in, the, in, in spaces the same ways as men. And he had said, you know, you present this as we need to do something more with women. And he said, you're going to turn off half the population as you mm -hmm. read this. Mm -hmm. And this was prior to Donald Trump and some of the other things that had, that had happened. Sure. Um, and I was, 
at first I was offended by it. I, I, I respect this professor. And so I had to work through that. And I was like, he wouldn't have said that if he, if he didn't really mean it. And then I, I came back with, and I was like, I, 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 I'm not writing this for you or for any other men. I'm really writing it for women. And so if you read it and you don't want to get past chapter one, I'm fine with that because it wasn't written for you. It was really about, well, it's good scholarship for everybody. Um, it was really for written for for women. So that was my first aha moment that it's okay to write something for part of a population and not mm. um, and be exclusive of others. Um, yeah. The other part of it really came when I saw how powerful it was for women in its heyday when people were using the WL salt hashtag. There were about a hundred tweets that would happen during a day where people were connecting. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I even connected with someone. We we started some type of a conversation where we were talking about that sometimes it's hard. We said WL salting can be hard. And what we meant by that was sometimes it's hard every day to find those positive things to uplift women, right? Mm-hmm. And, and when you get knocked down certain times or that type of thing. And um, so we developed a presentation about how to use WL salt in practice. And this was a person that I'd never met in person, we talked on the phone, we developed this presentation. And the first time I had met the the person and when we were doing the presenting was when we presented it at a housing regional mm-hmm. conference. And I was like, that's the power of a of a hashtag, right? Yeah. You can you can develop these things. And and now because of COVID, there's a lot of those things happening, right? We're we're doing Absolutely. a lot of that. But at the time that this was going on, I think maybe it might have been 2012. That was that was new to me, but it yeah. was an aha that we don't have to share the same space, the same air to be able to collaborate and do things. And so that was my that was really my my second aha that I that I had. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, and I think you hit it spot on, right? Like some of my listeners might be like, but it's always been this way. For younger listeners, you know, it probably has been always an easy connection over the various social media channels. But I think it is helpful to know it's not always been this way. Um, I was smiling a little bit as you were talking about Facebook. And I remember when Facebook was a thing, right? Like was just, we were waiting for like Harvard to release it basically. And, (laughs) you know, and, and all of us got to play on the interwebs. So, um, so, you know, I think it's important for some of my younger listeners to remember that, um, that the connections haven't always been as easy, but still have been important and powerful and um, uh, just as much needed as they are today. So, um, Lori, what what can women do to fuel some of these authentic and meaningful connections with other women, and especially in the social media world? I, I believe we, we need to show up. We need to show up in ways that we, we want to be positive, we want to be uplifting, but we also want to be authentic. Mm-hmm. There are always stories that we have out there where we're, we're putting our best days forward, not always our worst. Um, and there are going to be days where we do it very well and days that we don't. And there's mm-hmm. ways to have these conversations and 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 women be able to do that, which uh, overall, I think women have done better with that because we have um, we have our, our Facebook groups. We have um, I well, I follow I'm I. I'm a big consumer of TikTok. I am not mm-hmm. a creator of TikTok <laughs> yet. Um, 
but I follow different people. Like there's, there's a former vice president of, of our university who's now retired and she's in, she's an international pet sitter. She sold her home and all, and she spends her time finding these, these house sits that she can do all around the world mm-hmm. where she's doing pet sitting. And so she's talking about different ways that she does that. And she's teaching others how to do that. Now, will I be an international pet sitter? No. But I do like seeing some of the things that she's doing and some of the yeah. things that she's that she's talking about. And so I think there's ways that we can leverage whether we're doing blogs or we're doing Facebook or it's TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, just finding those ways to share what we do well and what others can can do. And 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 a funny thing on TikTok, I, I'm a I'm a millennial, and so I really like um, some of the content creators that are talking about how. Well, I'm not a millennial. I'm sorry. I'm a, a Gen Xer that sometimes the millennials kind of kick the Gen Xers around. But I, mm-hmm. I do like to to hear how people view different things, because when I grew up, we we had jarts. We were allowed to throw things. We had cap guns. Our parents mm-hmm. basically turned us out and said, go ahead. And when you're when you're out, you're out all day. Come back when it's dark. I would never do that with my daughter. Right. But that's the way that I grew up. And 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 mm-hmm. I just like the way that we can that we can communicate where we are, how we are, and and find these powerful connections with others mm-hmm. that may be of our generation, may not be of our generation, mm-hmm. um, but we all have something to contribute. And social media allows us to make those, those connections, much yeah. more so than in person, I think. For sure. For sure. That's great. Well, so I, um, you know, maybe I've got some listeners who are looking to engage a little bit differently or a little bit more with social media and find some of those women uh, to be in their circle or to be as in part of their lives. What sort of tips do you have for the listeners on how to get connected, how to find those connections? I think you can use a starting point can be with some of your, your regional professional housing associations or whether it's either a housing association, it can be a um, it could be through NASPA. There are some great committees and those types of things where people can start to find their place and mm-hmm. even taking advantage of some of the webinars or some of those types of things that are that are offered. There's lots of free webinars that, that are coming out now. I think we're going to um, start seeing more and more of those, particularly because of some of the um, recent court decisions. How are we going to yeah. deal with some of those issues on our campus? Yeah. Um and, and when they do that, there's ways that a lot of times that they'll have a hashtag or they'll have something that you can, that you can interact with each other with. I would take advantage mm-hmm. of trying to, to do that. Um, I can't say that I'm much of a user of, of Twitter as much anymore. Donald sure. Trump kind of ruined that for me sure. and, and might have for others. Um, um, but I'm, I'm finding spaces within, uh, within Facebook. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm paying more attention to TikTok. I'm I'm not engaging as much there yet. I haven't figured out how all of that works. I'm listening to podcasts. I think there's just a number of ways that people can do that, but you just kind of do it a step at a time. And sometimes it's putting your toe in the pool and other times it's, it's jumping in with both feet. Yeah. Yeah. And Hey, Lori, a shameless plug folks can get connected over at the done.apologizing Facebook group or on Instagram at at done.apologizing as well. Yes, and they should because this is a great way to be able to to do that. I look forward to seeing your episodes and 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 all the folks that you've had on. Thanks for 
let me put my little shameless plug in there. <laughs> how many how many episodes have you done? You've done quite a few now. Yeah. So as of taping of this episode, I um will have aired 107 episodes so far over two and a half years. So um so yeah, it's been it's so been th there's plenty of things that they can go back to to try to to see and and really, really start to engage with those folks. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and all geared geared towards women. Sort of, it resonated with me, Lori, as you were talking about your professor who said you're going to turn off the men. Um, I had that same sort of aha moment of it's not for them. They can engage with it, but it's not for them. It's for women identified folks. So I appreciated that comment a lot and maybe others needed to hear that comment as well so well um we've we've run out of time which i tend to do with my guests pretty frequently but any final thoughts for the listeners um i i, I guess my final thought would be be yourself and realize one of the things that i that i always kind of resonated with was when brene brown had said that we are wired for connection that we can use social media to to help with that connection. I don't want to lose the face to face, but mm -hmm. I also want to leverage it and 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 be able to make those those meaningful connections in whatever way I can. And I think um, social media gives us an opportunity to do that. Very cool, very cool. Well, Lori, I certainly do appreciate you joining me for this episode. I think this has been some really incredible stuff and again, puts a spin, a positive spin on social media when sometimes we hear a lot of the negatives about social media and so really using it for good and for connection and for support. And I think that that's a really critical reminder uh, for women, especially for everyone, but for women, especially uh, through this, through this journey. So thanks for joining me for this episode. It was my pleasure. Well, friends, I appreciate you also spending time with us this week. Hopefully you also learn some really good tools and nuggets from Dr. Barry as she talked a little bit more about social media and helping to make connections and get the support you're looking for in the various uh, forms of social media that you engage with. Let's dig into those affirmations. This week, I'm done apologizing for spending time focused on me. I'm done apologizing for engaging in spaces and in ways that may not feel comfortable, but are definitely needed. And this one's for you. I'm done apologizing for. Friends, go out there, have an incredible week, do the amazing things that I know you're capable of, and remember to like, follow, and share this episode and this podcast wherever you're listening to podcasts. If you love this episode, if you like one that you're re-listening to, make sure you screenshot it and share it with someone who you think would enjoy or needs to hear the content from the episode. Remember that you too can be a guest on my podcast. Just find that form in the show notes or head on over to one of my social media platforms where you can find the form and fill it out for yourself because everybody has something incredible to share. Or you can recommend someone who you think would be a great guest on my episode or on my podcast. And remember, you're fabulous. You're a badass. You've got this and I'm here for you.